Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike. And I'm Marty. And this is Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. Let's get it started. It's going to be a good week. It's going to be a good week. Yeah, it's holiday week. This is, this is, you, you, uh, I don't know if you knew, but we're going to take a break. <laughs> is that like right? Next, we're not, yeah, I posted it on Twitter and I'm like, oh, I didn't have talked to Mike about this yet, but uh, uh, yeah. he'll, he'll find it. You know how, one way or another. <laughs> uh, we, you know, we just roll with the punches. You know what I mean? Sometimes we don't That's even good. talk before we even get onto this podcast, folks, and haven't yeah. said a word to each other all week, but you know, we've got the notes up there and everything's ready to rock mm-hmm. and roll. No, this is going to be an we interesting share an aura, week. so it's yes. okay. Yes, we do. <laughs> do you two lag? That is the question. Oh, they're feeling. Oh, they're feeling it, bud. They're feeling it. Somebody's they're feeling, feeling it. Feeling well, something. we we better be feeling it because yes. we got an episode to do here, man. So, should we get we cranking right we, out of we, here? Or what's the deal? Are yes, we should. And We're I'm in? wondering, are we doing the same thing? Yes, are we in? Are did we? Are we keeping it topsy turvy where we're doing around the league first, around the no? Sorry, you know what? Or are we doing around the boards? You know what? We're, we're doing beauties and the beasts. No, you know what? You know what? I think we're gonna go with the check my fanny again. Let's check my fanny again. Let's okay. let's just. You want to talk about this? Yeah, I kind of do. Why. I mean, I, well, listen, I, I've got I've got wow. some thoughts, <laughs> and furthermore, I do believe that once Scott. Has some thoughts as well, because basically ever since we <laughs> we pumped his tires, I think he's kind of gone the other way. So he's no, not li- coming on the show anymore, folks. <laughs> no, but you know what? It, like, OK, listen, I mean, this is our baby, Um, you know, yeah. like this is our thing. Like we're what, 26, 27 years in now, whatever it is. 26. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're a quarter of a century. That's for sure. We're like, we've got a, we've got 25 in there. So, yeah. But listen, yeah. last week, like if this was a child, he would have graduated from university by now. That's yeah, I mean, long we've been in this. I mean, you know, I'd be down south at this point. The mm. kid would be in mm-hmm. wherever he is. Oh, yeah. I'd be down south just taking it in, you know, yeah. my ties, Caesars, you know, whatever I can get my hands mm-hmm. on. So anyway, absolutely. back to our program yeah. here. Let's get to it. Programming. Check my fanny. Yes. Let's do Check this. It. So. What's happening? Here's here's what happened. I should ask. Well, okay, let's go over the scores real quick here. So myself, yes. the Dragons, a fifty-nine to forty-three victory over the Cougars. Um, the Apocalypse, the Apocalypse, kind of trounced the Royals a little bit this week, sixty-one thirty-seven. Um, yeah. What what I thought uh, was the game of the week, like it may not be indicative score-wise, but it was certainly the most exciting right till the end. Was yourself and your dad right to the um, end? Like yeah. you were, you were two points behind him, and you know we were kind of getting to the evening games, so <laughs> there was lots to be. I there, had a lot of players on Sunday too. There was lots to be figured out. I, I there was definitely. Well, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure you read the notes, and <laughs> I didn't even put anybody's yeah. team name in there. I had question marks instead of your your team name and your dad's team name. So just wasn't sure how that was all going to play out, but your dad was able to hold you off 48 yeah. to 40, 44. And Tom yeah. had for a team that's rebuilding a pretty good week at 52 points. Uh, the pawn hogs, a true rebuilding team at 21. Yeah. Uh, true to form. Yeah. So, Oof. so here's, here's the interesting part, right? Like I had 23 on the bench, by the way, that would have killed his pawn. Hogs. Well, we're, we're going to get to benches here in a second. And uh, it, it, ah. it'll be dealing with the apocalypse. Just a little, little teaser there okay but he, here's the deal so we have um 
in our standings, we have the overall standings. We have a breakdown, which is basically what your team would have done against every other team in the league if you would have played that team every week so far that year, if that makes any sense. (laughs) But the breakdown is kind of something cool to look at. But the one that I think really gets everybody's uh, mojo going is the power rankings. Now, with an eight one and one record, I actually, the Dragons, hold first place in the league. And if the season would end today, I would take the championship. That's that's how that would work. Now, switching over to our power rankings, with the Mm -hmm. Apocalypse now leading the league um, in scoring, uh, and also, uh, Joel's team does have a better breakdown than any other, to any other team in the league. Uh, he has definitely been on a, quite a hot streak of late. Um, I'm sure he has been quite happy with the guys that he's been able to dress. And I say it that way because he does have quite a few injuries, which leads yeah. me to what I teased about earlier. <clears throat> I'm sure that your brother obviously doesn't want to like trade for guys and just be giving picks up here and there. Like he wants to kind of protect some of these picks, obviously. But with the, with the bench that he has right now, I believe there's four to five guys that are on the IR. um, Four, Uh, five, including uh, the goalie. So, I mean, he's got two goaltenders there. He's got Eichel in there. Long story short, he's got some, a lot of damage that he could get done on, on the bench. Um, I haven't actually taken the time to check and see when some of these guys are getting back, but suffice it to say, I'm pretty sure your brother is super happy that the guys that he is able to dress are really getting yeah. it done for him because <clears throat> yeah, I, I could, if I'm your brother, other than making a, a small tweak here and there, potentially uh, again, you're having yeah. to give up some sort of assets for that. He I'm sure is really hoping that we can get to the mid season here <clears throat> because in regards to being able to have some players that can play, like Verana has been reinstated by the league, and we'll get into that in a, in a bit. But there is no timetable for the return for him yet, so we're not sure what's going on Correct. there. Eichel, I got to take a look at. Goalies are out. Like, he's he's down to certain goalies. Um, listen, at the end of the day, the Apocalypse and Joel are getting the job done, like, flat out. It's another 61 point week. Um, but he's not, he's obviously he's not getting much from anything on his bench because they're all injured. So there's just no production yeah. there right now. And I'm, I'm sure to hell that he is either like just hoping that these guys continue to play exactly the way they've been playing or like fast forward like three, four weeks here and get to midseason because to a certain extent, you can see him hanging on. If you can call a 61 point week this week, hanging on, but, yeah. but you know what I mean though? Like he's, yeah, uh, you know, he's definitely should be where he is in regards to the power rankings. He's, he's, yeah. he's got, uh, you know, the jam to get, to get it done and, and is getting it done. But man, oh man, like I'm, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's been sweating it out or uh, again, you know, obviously he's keeping a better eye on his team. So maybe he has an idea of what's going on in regards to the timetable for some of these guys return. But just mm-hmm. kind of looking at it like present day, who's available, who isn't, his his options are kind of limited, but those options have been getting it done. Yeah, and there there are I don't want to call them holes um in his on his team currently and and the reason why I say that it's a player like as an example, like Patrice Bergeron, who for whatever reason, and he's not alone, Marshawn's kind of fallen into this category too, and maybe for better or for worse pasta is kind of in this category too where in the last week or so seemingly taylor hall is the only one who can do anything right now 
for Boston. Uh, these and I like like as an example again, Patrice Bergeron, uh, who lately has just been putting up stinkers. He hasn't put up a point in one, two, three games. Uh, he's got one point in five games, uh, actually six games. So he's not doing it, but he's on Joel's starting lineup. Well, it it helps when you've got players like Kucherov and McDavid. In fact, I said it the wrong way. It's McDavid, then Kucherov. They both had eight-point weeks last week. Talbot having a shutout, uh, having nine points, which I'm not surprised with, by the way. I thought my brother picking up Talbot, that's what sort of shocked, not shocked me, but like made me take a step back and go, shit, Joel's team just, he already had pretty good goaltending. But when he went out and got Talbot, I know not a whole lot of people necessarily thought, you know, okay, well, this is a, a game changer. I think it is. I think Talbot is actually that kind of a sneaky pickup because, again, we don't necessarily rely on the um, the goals against and the save percentage. If Ottawa can continue to do what they're doing, Talbot's going to be the beneficiary of all these wins. He got a shutout, three wins, nine points last week. So it's players like that that are filling those gaps. Like even Lindholm, who is like maybe the lone bright spot in Calgary, he happens to have Stone, who's now injured, unfortunately, was having a really good season. Is sort of a bounce back, if you can call that, for Stone. So he's got some holes again, but like like you said too, so many players that are just picking up the pieces, and it helps when you got McDavid, who's going to get you on average two points per game. So even if he's only playing two games that week, you dress him anyways. And you know what I mean? Like it's it's never a bad move. Well, I mean, and that, that's the way the the league kind of works, right? Like, okay, so last week Cam Talbot gets nine points. Like, it, listen, like there is, yes, we are the the guys that are putting these players in, we decide who's in, who's out. But at the same, and and Joel said it a thousand times as well. We all know it. There is a, a, a luck metric to our league, obviously like yeah. Joel. Now, of course he didn't necessarily need the nine For points. The record, from... all, all leagues do. Oh, I mean, you always have, it's all, there's a bit of, luck Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, all of it. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it, you know, it, it's, it's not all the, the, the managers themselves. Like, I mean, you got to hope that the guy yeah. that you put in that week, you know, g- gets you over the hump, whatever, the, whatever yeah. that is, whatever points you needed to get, like it, can these guys get you those, those numbers. So, but, yeah. but like I, like I said earlier, I mean, you know, you can you can comb through all the numbers. You can look at the breakdowns. You can look at our our power rankings, specifically uh, things in our league. But right now, you know, I am probably the most uncomfortable league leader, <laughs> league leader right now that there there is out there. And you know, yeah. that's not trying to put pressure on Joel or anything like that. But I mean, the numbers are right there. Like him, yeah. both him and I have. reeled scott back in after he had that just an incredible start to the year scoring wise like 60 point weeks 58 point weeks and but you know joel and the apocalypse have turned it on of late and you know although although they sit in second place in the league right now and listen i'm happy to have the game up like i'm i'm not sitting here you know happy to have the game up rather have the game up than be Uh than be down a game but Man, like it's just his team has been playing so well lately. Yes, you've got your McDavid's. Yes, you got your Kucherov's. But you know he he made the trades and he did what he needed to do yeah. to get those players and and he's got those players. Yeah. So we all have to deal with that. And whew, like uh, you know, I'm certainly not pleased that I'm playing you this week. But uh, you know, wow. I'm I'm hoping that uh, you know if Joel's going to go on some sort of a run here, like I certainly hope that I, I miss out on all of that production and just kind of hit him on a tough week here. But yeah, like it's been, it's been an interesting uh, week this playing? week. 
We uh, oh my god, he's playing the pawn hogs this week. Oh, so there you Fuck. go. Right, there you go. A, that's another win for him. Well, well, you know, it, like does like Joel doesn't even need to dress his team. He just needs to dress McDavid and Kucherov, and we'll save Vasilevsky. <laughs> so, there you go. One, you know what that. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna check in on that on that little theory. One, so McDavid, Kucherov, and Vasilevsky, Makar. Okay, and we'll throw in defense. You got, you okay, I get you. Defense. Want to throw a D in there? So I get Makar you. Makar and Vasilevsky. Yeah. So those players. Let's see if just those players beat Jay's team. No offense, Jason, but you know what you are. You're you're a beatable team. You're projected to have 27 points this week. And oh, I, just for shits and giggles, last week. The Apocalypse, those players alone, 16, 24. So he would have lost. He would have beat, those- he would have beat Jay. <laughs> Jay had 21 last week, so he would have beat Jason. <laughs> oh. But, I mean, listen, to give an overall uh, picture here, there is, a, you know, myself and Joel are starting to kind of, you know, make a little bit of room between you and, and Scott. Now, yeah. whenever I say that, folks, a quick look at the standings here. Let me just bring this up. So the Dragons are at 8-1-1. One, and one. That's myself. Joel with the Apocalypse at 7-2-1 and one would be second in the league. Um, third in the league would actually be you, Marty, at 6-3-1. and one. Mm-hmm. You'd be, if I'm not mistaken, you'd be one point ahead of the Royals, who would sit in fourth. So the four of those teams, myself, Joel, you, and Scott, we would be out of the lottery right now. Teams that would be in the lottery. The Buccaneers... The Buccaneers, who, by the way, I'm actually kind of glad that we're mentioning them. Um, I don't think he's lost since he made that big trade. That trade that we talked about, uh, about him, no, about, about, right. about him kind of, you know, making a bold move. He had a losing record. He still went out and made a trade. I do not believe he yeah. has lost. Uh, he has a three-game uh, three winning streak right now. And I do believe those are the yeah. three weeks since he's made that deal. Um, I think you're right. Tom is actually kind of, like, I know it's I know it's still a rough record, th- three and seven, but where he started the year, he's actually played pretty decent here over the past couple of weeks. Um, nice. So he would be sitting in sixth place. Uh, seventh would be the Cougars at one, seven and two and the pond hogs round everything out at one and nine. So, you know, we're all still within a couple of games here of each other that kind of the top four teams, but last week did space things out just mm-hmm. a little. Now all we really need, let's say let's, and listen, I, I'm not I'm not comfortable playing you this week. Um, Sorry, and I'm not I'm comfortable sure playing you either. This week. Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, but um, we'll see what happens. But uh, just for shits and giggles, this is how tight it is. Because if I do win and I go to seven and three, Joel's going to win. He's going to be eight and two. He would then be tied with you at eight and two, putting me only one game behind both of you again. Like, and I believe, let me just see here. So this week... Uh, the Royals are playing the Bucks, so there's going to be a loss there. So either my dad ends up leapfrogging the Royals and becoming six four and one ahead of the Royals, who would then fall to six and five, or there will be just a little bit more space between those two. But the loss that I took to uh, the Buccaneers this past week made I feel brought in a little bit more tightness. It brought the Bucks within a win of first place in their division. It brought the Bucks, uh, realistically speaking, that much closer even to you. Even though you're at eight and one, he's at five and four. If the Bucks win, let's say two games, and they end up at seven and four, and you for whatever reason lose two games, you're at 
eight and three, one game behind. Th these aren't like this is just a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So there's no there's nothing that says that this can't happen, especially with the way the Buccaneers have been playing. Um, and especially with the in the opposite direction, kind of the way I've been playing and the way the Royals have been playing. So who knows? I mean, obviously it's still early, but the, the records are going to be very interesting this season again. Like last year was hard to beat. Still, I'm not convinced this this year is going to beat what what was going down last year and how tight it was with all the all the all the teams. But maybe, well, uh, because it's definitely it has the landscape for it right now. Well, like and like you just pointed out, that's exactly it. The landscape is there right now. Like you're you're, if either myself or your brother would go like one and one or you know, <laughs> yeah. from my point of view, God forbid, zero oh and two over the next couple of weeks, and your dad does keep it going, you're yeah. right. Like we're everybody's right there again. Holy crap. Um. I always like kind of mentioning a little bit of a game of the week, so to speak. And I kind of think there's two of them this week. One would be our game, uh, you know, th that would have some pretty decent ramifications in regards to the standings. Um, and also, I believe you just mentioned that the Royals and the Buccaneers will be playing each other. And the Bucks yeah. could take over the division lead this week. So it's a big game. Lots of, That's a big, big yeah, game. it is. It is lots of stuff going on this week for sure. Uh, actually, our game is pretty pretty huge i mean more let's let's yeah. we'll, we'll be honest and truthful here it's more so for you like you kind of want to get back onto yeah. the winning winning streak here and kind of tighten things up a little bit since cinch things up a little but uh yeah, yeah. with we don't want to beat this thing to death here at our cfhl so <laughs> but it but for us That's it's very very interesting and things are getting kind of tight there's some movement Lots of things going on. And of course, who knows when somebody's going to drop another trade. So, yeah. Oh, oh, is that, are you, no, are you I'm not, are I'm you not alluding to it. I'm you're not alluding cooking. to anything. I don't, you're cooking. I have absolutely no idea yes, what you're are. talking about. Oh, it's in the oven too. It's not on the stove. Yeah. This is something in the oven. Maybe in the microwave. Oh, it's just, is, is this a hot? Is it in the oh, mic? Is it in the microwave? Ah, that's, oh, not, that's not, that's not quality. It's in the microwave. That's Nobody not, cares. Yeah, that's not quality. That's not no, quality. What are we talking Nobody about? wants a microwave. All right. We're either talking, if it's in the oven, it's because it's the holidays. But if it's just on the stove, it's still important, but it's not that important. It's like breakfast. It's not dinner. It's you know what here? You know what? I'll put it this way. It, it, it isn't that close. It's not that close. So what I will say is I've been barking up a tree for a few weeks. Let's leave it at that. Oh. There's, there's. Okay. People know who. who can I, I, I'm not going to ask who, but can I ask what position? It's a forward. Okay. Okay. Wow. So, that doesn't bring anything close. Absolutely. You. <laughs> there you go. Like if it was a goalie, I could probably figure it out. Maybe. But the maybe. fact that but it's I, a you forward, know what? Like you could actually be dealing with me and I have no idea. <laughs> this is all I'll say about the CFHL, but I, I, going into the season and especially with the way Minnesota started, I was like, Ooh, I don't know what, what's going to happen here. Like my two starters in Shesterkin and Sorokin, I'm comfortable with that. But after the start of yeah, the year, yeah. I was like, geez, Matt Murray gets injured like the first practice or whatever the hell it was. And then, uh, and then flurry, but you know what? Everything's looking pretty good for the dragons yeah. here in regards to goaltending, at least at the present moment. Hopefully I didn't just yeah. jinx myself, but anyway, you'll be all right. Yeah. First place guy. Uh, okay. right. Speak and speaking of might as well shift down over to the, uh, to around the boards. Now and you were talking about the wild. Um, and I understand that actually it's one of the teams that you want to talk about this week are the Minnesota well, wild. I know there's a few other ones, but well, start there. He, here's this isn't one of these things where, okay, we're, we're talking about this this week or we're going to focus on a team or we're going it, to, it's, this is kind of a little bit more of a feeling for me. Now, 
we all know the American Thanksgiving is kind of this like unofficial barometer of, okay, you're making the playoffs. You're not making the playoffs, whatever the hell it kind of, yes, it does hold a little bit of weight, but we all, we all know that there usually is a little bit of movement towards those bottom teams. But uh, what I wanted to talk about this week in particular were the penguins, the lightning, the wild and the hurricanes. And the reason why is, and I don't know if this is just me. I don't know if other people kind of, have the same feeling or not. I, I don't know. But myself personally, I've always enjoyed seeing the teams that go on a little bit of a run. And I'll get into some numbers here in a second. But uh, any team that's, you know, five, six game, kind of seven game winning streak, you know, they're, they're, they're they've been playing well. And, and in particular, that time during and after the American Thanksgiving, like not leading up to it okay. more kind of right around that right in that week, that Thanksgiving week and kind of that two, three week window afterwards, which is what these teams have been doing. So, you know what, rather than kind of dick around here, I'll just get through the numbers. So those four <laughs> teams that I mentioned over the last 10 games, their, their 10 games played, these four aforementioned clubs are a combined 32, five and three. The breakdown is as follows. The Penguins, until last night, by the way, they did lose last night. Okay. But until last night, the Peng Pens were 8-1-1 one, one in their last 10. They were on a seven-game winning streak up until last night again. The Bolts, 8-2 and two on a five-game winning streak. The Wild, 8-2-0 on a four-game winning streak. Uh, as you know, Marty, with Kirill Kaprizov, Zuccarello, and uh, Fleury all on my fantasy team it's certainly a team i've kept an eye on so super happy Maybe. super pleased that these guys have turned it around and one of your favorite teams the canes at 802 uh in their last 10 with a four game winning streak now again th this isn't like some scientific thing and i've gone over all of these numbers and oh my it, it's it's just i to, to me, these teams, if the, and and yes, I know that I'm talking about a lot of teams that are kind of high in the standings, folks. I, I get it, but you have you do have to make your mark at some point during the year. Most of these good, excellent, elite playoff teams, they are all going to go on some sort of run. They're all. It's not like two wins, one loss. Uh, you know, three wins, two. No, no. These are teams that are going on these win streaks, like I mentioned. The Pens with a seven-game winning streak, the Bolts on a five-five-gamer, uh, the Wild with four, and the Canes with four. Like, you you do have to build this kind of momentum as you and and let's face it, Marty. For and yes, these are all you know professional athletes. There's you know obviously they're not going to be one hundred percent every game, but when you start getting into family and it's Christmas time, and then you kind of slide into the new year and it's kind of the dog days of winter and it's the dog days of the nhl season like it's hard sometimes for some of these top teams to kind of keep the the, the ball going and keep the momentum rolling but the, right. but it's these teams that yes I, I i it's you know i'm not trying to say here oh my god these are these are super playoff teams you know we weren't sure if they were going to make I think we could all say that these were four teams that we kind of expected to make the playoffs period before the year started. Yeah. Where my yeah. interest comes in is just, again, that momentum building, that team culture, that, I mean, 
at some point you have to get this momentum thing going as a team going into the playoffs, you know, whether you're peaking now, whether you're peaking late, like it, 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 I've just always found it quite interesting because I, I found this, that, that American Thanksgiving, and I'll probably say that about the next five weeks after that, there's a lot going on for some of these guys, right? With their families and everything. It just, there's, there's just so much going on on top of, like I just mentioned, the dog days of the NHL season, you know, you're slugging through mid January and the January beginning of Feb, you know what I mean? Till, till these guys yeah. get that, uh, that, that, um, you know how they get the five days off, the five consecutive days off for every team. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're kind of slugging it yep. until they can get to that a little bit and get some time to recoup and recharge and the whole bit. So I've always found it quite interesting, the teams that do do well in that window. Because like I say, it's very, very difficult, right? Like these are all teams that were expected to make the playoffs anyway. So, you right. know, do you expect them to kind of like, you know, lollygag a little bit? Nah, you know, we're going to make it. It's all right. Like, you know, if we're struggling a little bit here and in November, but here we are, you know, these teams are are kind of saying, no, no, we were playoff teams, but we're making our, like, we're, we're showing you we're not just elite teams here. Like these guys are laying the hammer down here over the past three weeks. So I, I, like I say, it's, it's, it's nothing super scientific. It's more of kind of like a feeling thing. I always like kind of keeping an eye on these teams it just so happens that there are these are four top teams I'm talking about, but on any given year, it, it it could be a team that you didn't expect, or you know, and they're really kind of making their way. They're they're, they're really kind of solidifying their place and their positioning in the upcoming playoff picture. So it's one it's it's just something that I I want to talk about today in regards to these these particular four teams and how they're really just kind of saying, hey. You know, we, we, we know we were going to be here anyway, but just in case, you know, you needed any, you needed some, some proof here. Here it is. A reminder. Yeah. Uh, well, and I, as far as Carolina is concerned, Tampa, Pittsburgh, what I like specifically about those three teams is the way they do it. They always seem to find a way to do it without much it's not it's not an overly talked about discussion. A lot of people are still hung up on Boston coming out of the gates as fast as they mm-hmm. have been and been able to hold on to that. Even New Jersey, even though they're slumping right now, um, look at like them and how quickly they've turned around. And of course, we're always going to talk about Toronto. And then you talk about Washington because Ovechkin's there. You talk about Islanders because they're playing better. But to they me, maybe, they maybe don't have as much point- ink spilled on 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 their their particular. Teams. There you go. That's nice. Yeah, and I think if again another thing that's very impressive to me is Pittsburgh. How Pittsburgh continues to be this team that you don't expect to be there for whatever reason is this. This is the year where you know things start to turn. Yeah. Now, man, it's like those players, that system, that team, that coach, uh, the goalie, everything about them. Uh, yet another season where everything's working, and no matter what little bumps along the way they they come into, they always end up. On top of it, they're 18, 9, and 4. They're one of the best teams in the league. Uh, again, on an aging team that's, you know, it's supposed to be a young players uh, league now. Well, these types of teams are just doing it. But there's, to me, and that's in, and that's in the East. In the West, I find it's a little bit more, not confusing, but muddled. I, there's a lot of teams I don't trust. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's good. Muddled. I don't trust a lot of these teams. I trust Vegas. I know what you mean. 
I I kind of trust Dallas, but after that, like Winnipeg, as consistent as great, and you've talked about them before, uh, as consistent as great as they've been, and what a record, twenty nine and one. Um, there's I, they're they're not supposed to be anywhere close to this. So I do I I do expect the shoe to drop at some point. Now, how bad is it going to be? I have no idea. They've got, they've gotten off to such a strong start. I don't know if it'll matter in terms of making it or not yeah. making it to the playoffs. But then there's Los Angeles. I don't trust them. They're still there. Yeah. They're still at fourth. The last time we talked about them, they were in sixth. They're now in fourth. Like, what the hell's going on, Los Angeles? This team doesn't make any sense at all. Minnesota, you talked about them. I don't know. With the way Fleury has been playing, the inconsistency of it, the inconsistency as a team, I was really starting to be worried. But this little stretch of five games in a row, actually, because you said this, your your stats weren't including last night. Well, it's five yeah. games in a row now where in I'm not overly impressed with the teams that they're beating, but they're beating them the way they should. They beat Ottawa 4-2. If you're one of the best teams, that's how you beat them. You don't beat them 2-1. You hit the nail right Uh, on the head. Chicago, 4-1. You hit the nail. You beat Chicago 4-1. I mean, and what I mean by that is, like you said, okay, so they're beating these certain teams, whether you think that, you know, it's an impressive win or not, they're, they're doing the job. Like, yeah you're here to win the way they you're should. here to win hockey games you win those like it's all well and good if, if you know if you're beating all these top teams but if 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 you're having a great record against say uh 500 and above teams but you, you know you're stumbling against uh below 500 like you like you just said you, you have bad. to you have to win those games like it's it's imperative. I mean, Marty. I mean, we we've seen it in the league time and time again. It comes down to the last night of the uh, of the season sometimes with with these guys. So every everything, every tie, every every, yeah. every win in, in overtime or the shoot, everything. You oh, you you, you need so it all. Important. And and you know what this and the only thing I'll sorry I didn't mean to cut you off, but the only thing I'll say as a side note here, in regards to this phenomenon or whatever you want to call it that I, that I've brought up today from a GM's point of view, you love this because, and and I'm not saying that the GM is going to go out and make the trade. Like I've always referred to Brian Burke. I remember he said this years ago, he likes to get it out ahead of it rather than wait until like the week of the trade deadline. He likes to try and get a guy in there by like, you know, in mid January so he can acclimatize to the club and be ready to rock and roll when, when things really start to heat up. So, to yeah. that point, you know, teams like the Penguins and, and the Lightning, the Wild and the Hurricanes, th- these guys are in really, really good spots. It, like, can can things yeah. can things go completely awry? Yes, there's that many games that are left for them to fall right out of it. But you just, yeah. you can't see that happening with what they've already done, what they're currently doing, the streaks that they're on now. And where you where you see that going, I mean, obviously we don't see any of these teams falling out of the playoffs. So, you know, fast forward to mid-January. Now that these teams are, again, I'm not sitting there saying all 100% playoff bound, but I'm, but we can all we can all sit here and say in their present position, if any of these GMs saw any move that they could make or if something presented itself. Better to be these teams right now where you are and where you've positioned yourself than say, you know, those bubble teams where you're like, geez, I, I don't know if I want to give up a second rounder for a guy who I believe nah. could help us, but does he help us enough? 
do we get there? Enough. Do we yeah, or, or or did we just waste the draft pick? So I've always found that kind of as as a side note to the, to the whole thinking of the, the these this after Thanksgiving kind of thing period about five week period after the Thanksgiving American Thanksgiving. It's always been interesting to me too to kind of see where do these GMs kind of see themselves now? Like, did are they are they feeling you know comfortable to make a move if they can? I mean, again, like I say, they're they're putting themselves in the position that their GMs can do. It doesn't mean they're going to go and make that trade or a trade. No, exactly. They're just it may just not be out oh, there. That's true. That's right. Yeah, there's one team I kind of like to add to this list though, and that's uh, in terms of the the list of uh, if I can create a sub list to yours. Um, in terms of these teams that are, again, they they find a way to to just to s- sort of scooch under the radar, and and I don't know that this team necessarily is scooching under the radar, but they're currently on a seven game win streak after having a bit of an up and down start of the season. I think this team is a little bit they're they're getting into their momentum something you were talking about earlier it's kind of starting to things are really starting to kind of go their way and that's the New York Rangers they're yeah. really starting to look like see like I remember we were talking about them like if they can just figure out their offense they can be one of the most dangerous complete teams in the league and boy have they ever 7-1 against Chicago uh, just the other night 6-3 Philly um, even Toronto beating them 3-1 after the hot streak that they were going under. Um, you know, they scored four against the Devils, um, five against um, uh, Vegas, six against, well, <laughs> Buffalo. But still, like they're, what I'm getting at is New York kind of seems to have found, an, obviously, a very nice groove with seven wins in a row. Um, and I don't know... If this is them figuring things out, if this is them really kind of staying on top of their game now and their, their players are really going to start to click in, like Panarin has actually taken over, excuse me, um, for the total goal uh, points for the team with 40 and 33. At one point it was uh, Zabanja and Panarin was further down. So these players are waking up um, and that's dangerous for the rest of the league because New York does have all the makings of a really great team. They went out and they got Trocek who recently has actually woken up as well he's now up to 25 and 33 um so as this thing continues to to click and prove that no these are really good players and they're heading in the right direction uh the w is going to keep coming and i think new york continues to climb uh up in the standings because right now they're at seventh but um i don't know i i see them landing closer to fourth by the time the year is over and who knows, maybe even north of fourth. Well, I mean, they're, they're that type of team where you kind of look at the roster and you're like, yeah, geez, these guys kind of have a little bit of everything that they need. So, I mean, you know, yeah. for, from your, your, and the offense has really started to click, as you mentioned, um, of, of course, a little biased here because I keep an eye on them so closely, but when Shesterkin is actually playing the way Shesterkin has oh, over yeah. the last little while, that certainly helps as well. He went through a little bit of a spell where he was, even he was questioning his own performances there. So, uh, you know, he yeah. certainly looks to be back uh, as well. So that that team, that's a team where they really, they they, they should be in the playoffs. Like flat out there. I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 they're not, it's a, it's a problem. I don't want to sit here and say a lock. And the reason why I say that, Marty, is... That's still a defense that is. Um, I've got a lot of a lot of potential. Uh, they have a lot of talent, uh, but it still does mm-hmm. need to mature a little bit. Don't get me wrong. You got some great veteran presence with Truba. Uh, I mean, I think Fox has now, uh, you know, planted himself in the NHL long enough that you know he's good 
good veteran player, uh, still still yeah. young, but I mean, you know, he's been in the league enough now where you can depend on him as well. But you know, you got your Con- yeah. Conjury Miller, and you got some other guys down there yeah. too. That, there's still a little bit of youth there, but you know, between the goaltending and and that offense, I mean. Marty, you can kind of go right down the list, right? Like, I mean, Zabinijad, Panarin, you got Kreider. You know, you start going down into that secondary scoring with Lafreniere and, and Kako. And and I know, guys, I, I know these are two guys that still aren't putting up, you know, the, the numbers that were expected of them. But when you're talking about playoff hockey, I mean, I, I think a lot of teams wouldn't mind a Lafreniere and, and, and what he can do on the ice or a Kako. I'm not saying they're going out there. They're going out there and scoring 20 points in a, in 20 playoff games. I'm just saying all you need is but skill is there. Exactly. Like, I mean, these guys can, you give them a little bit of room. These, these are both kids yeah. that have been playing hockey all their lives. Like, I mean, these are elite yeah. talents that can put the puck in the net. So, so when I, when I say that, I'm not necessarily kind of getting to their, their totals since they've been in the league, but it's just, you know how it is, Marty. I mean, all it is, is a couple of inches in the playoffs and game seven, boom, bang, overtime, Lafreniere square, like that type of a thing. So again, this is a team that I really believe should be in the playoffs. I, I don't, yeah. I don't think it should be middling so much towards a wild card. Having said that, I kind of see them right in there. Uh, you know, if they're not one of the wild cards, they're just above it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think this is like super, super elite yet. Um, but if they run into the same issues that were holding them back at the beginning of the season, yeah, you're right. They're on the outside looking in, hopefully from a wild card perspective. And it's weird to um, say. It's I, like I weird. consider it. It's kind of weird to say. It is because it's a great team. Um, but the way they kind of came out, it, it looked iffy. Like at best, it looked iffy. It looked like Panarin just wasn't going to have that good of a year for for whatever reason. Uh, Zibanejad was going to do all he could to keep it together, but the rest of them just weren't going to pick up the pace. Uh, no secondary scoring at one point at all, and uh, it didn't help that you know they have the best goalie in the world, still do, uh, but for whatever reason, he just wasn't it wasn't clicking for him. Um, luckily, he's found that like. We say that, and yet his numbers were never really that gaudy or anything. But he, you know, it took him it took him a couple bounce back uh, games in order to get his numbers back to nine nineteen and two thirty nine. So where was he? You know, about a week ago before mm-hmm. the, all this. So it's he's only got the one shout out too. And I say only like like he's he shows so many more. Like I I'm just saying it's a tougher year that way. Like you mentioned the, last week too. I mean, with the scoring being up in, in yeah. the league, you, you touched on that last week and. You know, I mean, some of these goalies are, are, it's weird because some of these goalies are still having great, great years. Like there's a lot of goaltenders that I got yeah. great numbers. Are, yeah. are they the numbers that we've seen over the past couple of years? No, they're not. But when you compare, no. like, again, kind of piggybacking on what you mentioned last week with the way the scoring is in the league right now, like a lot of these goaltenders are kind of. You know, if, if they're not playing exactly up to their level, it's not far off. It's just the the numbers are kind of swaying you a, 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 a different way a little bit. But, but yeah. I mean, Shesterkin has, has certainly found his game over the past little bit. And I, and I would have to f- say that that's a big reason why. And I'm not taking anything away from the offense. But w- when you got that guy back there and... I mean, a guy of Shesterkin's ilk, uh, you know, there's, there's several yeah. other guys like that in the league um, for, for several other teams. But whenever you have that type of a player well, getting another one, like, 
sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, whenever it, it breeds confidence, right? Like when this guy's stopping every friggin' yeah. blessed thing that's being shot at him, you know, that offense can now go down there and you can be a little bit more ballsy. And a lot of times, you, you yeah. know, whenever these, these players get that little bit of freedom or that little extra comfort that maybe that elite goalie or that really, really good goalie gives you on the ice every game, you can so you can start to see some of these like totals like we're mentioning about from the Rangers, the fives and the sixes and the seven goal games. So, you know, good on them. This is a little bit more, I think, the Rangers that we expected um, from the start of the year. And uh, we'll see how this kind of plays out here the rest of the way. So, I mean, they've, they've been a little streaky. Can they, can they kind of get this back onto a level playing field and kind of ride it out here till the end of the year? We'll see. They, they're, so the New York Rangers right now kind of remind me a lot of the Tampa Bay Lightning in that the rosters have, when you look at it, you're like, ah, this is a bit of everything. And they have that elite goaltender who's also having a bit of a struggle down here for what we're used to seeing. Vasilevsky has definitely turned it around as of late, but leading up into now, uh, I believe I mentioned at one point, he was, his save percentage was below 9.10. I believe he was sitting at 9.09, and his goals against was, I want to say it was like 9 or 2, 9, uh, 2.60 or something like that. Anyways, he's brought those numbers down as of late, and he's playing a lot better. Um, again, you've got you know your elite status with Nikuch- um, Nikita Kucherov, so there's your Panarin, and then you got your fillers with Stamkos and Point and Sergachev and Hagel, Killor and Paul, Hedman, you know, even Perry, Colton, Cole, Sorelli. These are a lot of players that all have their place on this team, on this system. It all plays a role. And I see a lot of the similarities, again, with New York. I already mentioned Panarin and Zibanejad, but you got Fox, Trocek, Kreider, like you mentioned, Chittle, Lafernier, um, all of them. They all have a place within their own systems. For whatever reason, I think maybe you, you touched on a little bit with New York. Uh, and then conversely, though, with Tampa, a bit of it is the age thing that in terms of the question mark. Mm-hmm. For as much as the question mark is with New York, it's their youth. The question mark with Tampa is their age. Like, Hedman is not playing the way he played last Buddy. year at all. And you no. you know that. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm telling you, I've been feeling it here and, and all year. Yeah, it, it, I mean, he's it turned does. it around Anybody a little who bit. Has, oh, man. He's turned it around yes. a little bit. But it's goals, one goal. goal. I know, I know, I know. It, it's killing me, dude. <laughs> it's it's one fucking goal. killing me. It's <laughs> killing everybody. I know. Like seriously, I, trust me. Like I don't, I I don't understand. I don't understand. I can. I'm okay with a drop off, but he scored 20 goals last year, and he's got one in 28. He's not getting 20 this year. He's not. He's not. You'll be lucky if he sniffs at 10. That's a big drop off. Where you're used to seeing 13, 10, 16, 17s out of a player like him. Even the one year we played 54 games, he almost got to 10. Like, this is who he is. Now, all of a sudden, he's got the one, like, 17 points, 18 even in our own league. If you double up on goals, it don't mean shit. Like, Shane Gossespierre is a better defenseman offensively than than Victor Hedman right now. That's a better pickup than Victor Hedman. Can you imagine that? That sentence exists. That's a real thing. God, that's terrible. I know, and I'm sitting here <laughs> looking at my damn roster, and I'm like, oh, man, Sergeyev is out day to day, but I got to figure this out in, like, two minutes. It's all oh my anyway. Oh, is he? Oh, it's all good. Oh no, don't no, don't no you, no. You're, no, it's fine. No, leave it. No, Sergachev is no. Sergachev is I, out. Doughty's in. I, no, I got it. I got it. No, do I it. just it read sucks. a story. Sergachev's playing. Don't even stop it. <laughs> just stop it. Speaking of stopping, fine, it, then. would you like a break? I don't know. I could use a break. Could you use a break? A little break, small break. Okay, about fifteen seconds. All right, then. Sounds like a <laughs> sounds like a plan. Break. Right. We're breaking now. What do you guys say there? We're we're, we're breaking now. We'll be back. 
Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can enjoy just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into even bigger payouts with same-game parlays, combine multiple bets like which team will win and how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. We're back. <gasps> We're back. Oh, you know, big, big, deep, big, deep breath. Big, deep breath here. We got a little bit to go here left. We, go. We, get, we got another couple, couple of things we want to talk to you about in regards to around the boards. And then the PS de resistance. Beauties and the beast, baby. Okay. So listen, one thing I wanted to hit on, and I, I had this guy in a couple of pools uh, that, I, that I am no longer a part of anymore. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. To those pools anyway, but um, Jacob Verano, who has who took some time through the NHL NHLPA Players Assistant uh, Program earlier this year, took a little bit of time away. Um, he is back. Uh, he has been reinstated by the league. Now, um, there is no timetable for him uh, in regards to when he's actually going to play, mm-hmm. but he has been reinstated by the league, so... Uh, I don't know if there's going to be like, uh, you know, an assignment down on the farm, maybe to get some games in. I, I have no idea how that's all going to go, but uh, I just wanted to hit on a few things. Number one, it's great to see him back with the wings. Um, you know, no, no reason was given as to why he entered the program, which kind of, you know, begs the question that it's probably something fairly serious, uh, you know, obviously quite personal. So suffice it to say, just glad to see him back. I mean, yeah, this is a per- this is a pretty productive player since he's been with with Detroit. Like, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think he has. I, I calculated it last night. I think his career uh, points per game is something to the point five eight range. And with Detroit, I believe it pumped up to uh, something in the range of point eight two. So, quite a productive player when he plays. And since he's been in Detroit, uh, I mean, there's he's had some really good chemistry with Larkin over, over the last, uh, well, over the time he has played with that team. Um, but anyway, th- to start the year, he, he did play in a couple of games. He ended up notching a goal and an assist uh, before he did uh, take off for the player's assistance program. You know, this is a guy, and and Joel has him. I mean, we've, you know, we've spilt a lot of ink or talked a lot about the uh, apocalypse tonight and uh, Verana is on that squad and will be coming back at some point. Like this is a guy that's going to give you a nice little boost here. So, um, you know, just again, great to kind of see him back and just kind of wanted to mention that and nice to see him get out of the, uh, you know, out of the program, be reinstated. So we'll see how everything plays out there. Um, and the other thing I wanted to kind of hit on and wanted to get your take on as well, Marty was, uh, Marner streak, uh, obviously ends at 23 games. Uh, it was that game against the Rangers, if I'm not mistaken, that, uh, that things kind of ended for him. 
Uh, 11 goals, 21 assists for 32 points during the streak. For me, personally, like he was kind of already in the same level as Matthews, but it was always kind of Matthews getting, you know, getting all the attention, if you will. And I just find that this kind of, you know, put him right up there. And and the reason why I say that is, is leads into a couple of other points that I have written down here. From my point of view, the eye test, you know, you hear that a lot in the game. The eye test to me showed a lot of heart and determination. I mean, this is a smaller player whenever you do, you know, get to the, the to, to the bare bones of it. And every game that, you know, game 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, you know, as you keep going down the line here, teams are just wanting to stop him and stop that point streak that much more. So not only are they game planning for the Matthews Marner uh, every game, now you're, you got, you know, you're, you're paying this much more attention to him. You're getting, you know, the, the, the toughest uh, defensive assignments from your opponents. So to, I mean, for me, this really was kind of a, wa- a watershed uh, moment for Marner. Uh, you know, like he was already there, but like, I've arrived now. You know what I mean? Like he's already elite. I, I, I know what everybody's saying. Like, yeah, but Mike, he was already there. Yes, he was already there, but he was always kind of spoken. You know, it was, it was your McDavid's. It was your McKinnon's. It was your Matthews, uh, you yeah. know, several, several other players. Like, I'm sorry, but this kid drove that offense. Like, yes, yeah, Matthews, Matthews is having another great year. But Jesus Christ, like <laughs> Matthews is also like six foot three and can throw his, rate, his weight around if he so cho- chooses to. But Marner's kind of slight, man. Like, I mean, and you're talking about these defensemen. I mean, hell, these teams don't want to draft a defenseman unless he's super offensive, unless he's like six foot three and fucking 205 pounds. Yeah. So I've been quite impressed. And on top of all of the defensive assignments and, you know, he, it was a franchise record, by the way, his point streak too. Yeah. The last thing, the last thing I wrote down here was the immense pressure that he, that you that any player in Toronto was playing with. And then let alone this guy's from that city. Like this is homegrown talent, but this is hometown shit here. Like this guy doesn't leave the place in the summertime unless he goes and travels yeah. elsewhere. That's where he lives. That's where he's like, that's where he's from. So he yeah. never gets away from any of it. And I, I have to say, I am thoroughly impressed with this player, not only from a production point of view, but dude, again, I say it hometown kid doesn't go anywhere during the summer has to hear it all, all of it. They hear all of it during the season. Well, guess what? Matthews goes down to Arizona and doesn't have a fucking soul speak to him for fucking <laughs> three, four months. Where Marner can't go to the frigging candy store without somebody giving him his opinion on the Leafs and what they should be doing. Exactly. Well, he does love his candy, man. You know, those nerds are pretty good. Oh, good call. Very good call. Yes, yeah, and, yes. and the thing the thing what I loved about his streak... Um, he didn't he wasn't necessarily out there just dishing apples the whole time like he he's got his fair mm-hmm. share but he went on Agreed. a tear at one point where he had eight goals and eight games um so he, like he was he, he was he was the Toronto Maple Leafs offense for that stretch that's the thing like it um the way he went is where Toronto went like if he was pushing that team if, if he was willing that team to 
to win to a goal, then that's where they went. So, and that to me, and I think I said it at one point in one of our past shows was he's, that's his team. Like he will be the captain of this team. This, this team belongs to him. It's just a matter of time. Uh, the timing was just a bit unfortunate because it wasn't wrong for them to go out and John and get the Jonathan Taze. They were right when they did that and everything else that happened afterwards, everything's fine. Um, but this is, and John, and don't get me wrong. Oh, sorry, Jonathan Taze, Jonathan Tavares, John. Well, geez, Louise, it's all good. Jonathan it's all good. Why didn't you say anything? we all know? We, you know what? We all know what you meant, though. JT. We all know, what you, we all know where Just you were going. JT. Yeah. Something with me and names. Ooh. It's just hilarious. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> So just like, I know he's got this C and I know it's his and, and he's, you know, the picture of him under the Toronto Maple Leafs um, and under his blankets, like a whole bit, like I get it. Like, <laughs> Tavares is as much a Maple Leaf as Marner is and it's great and all that kind of stuff. But honestly, this is hit. This is Marner's team and yeah. it's just a matter of time. And I said it before, he will get the C even if JT is still there at some point, JT will be, you know, I think he's got, four years, three years left in his contract, something like that. It, uh, yeah, I think, yeah. It'll be like the last year he's there or something. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if they were like, you know what, enough is enough. Like, Marner, here here you go. Tavares has done everything he needed to do for that team. He has, at, at more than one occasion, has carried this team. On more than one occasion, has has done his disappearing act, which he has done in the past. And you know, I'm, all the Islanders would love to remind us of that. But honestly... Tavares is, has never been a reason why this team didn't win the cup. Has never been a reason. Well, sorry, I'm sure there's an argument there, but you know what I'm getting at. He has done admirably for uh, himself, uh, the hype that he, uh, he represented, and the dream that he always had of just being the captain or just playing on the team. He's fulfilled all of it, and he's done a very good job with it. But it's just Marner's better. <laughs> like Marner is just. On a different scale, JT is a great player. He, he will he will probably he'll, the conversation for him to be in the hall will will be warranted. But I'm sorry, Marner will go down as the much better offensive all around whatever it is. He's a better Maple Leaf than JT. That's it. Um, side note, really quickly, I kept Sergachev in this week against you. Let's go, Sergachev. Oh. Um, so, oh, oh yeah, it's over, bud. It's over. I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Anyway, um, getting off track here, folks, totally getting off track. Marty, are you thinking beauties and the beast, baby? I think that's where we're at. I think that's where enough okay. with Marner and Toronto. They get enough media. They don't need our attention. Let's go. Let's do it. You're up, buddy. We're going all you this week. You're starting us off. Give us the rundown, bud. Perfect. Brandon Hagel. I, and this oh. is to me, honest. I like, I feel, is he available in our league? Cause I didn't even check it, Does somebody have him? All I have to say, no, I don't believe anybody does, but I, I, I just oh, want to say this before you get into it really quickly. Okay. All right. Remember when everybody was like, my Lord, why'd you give two first round picks for this guy? Blah, blah, blah. This, that, the other thing. Yeah. Jesus. Who's, who's looking like the smart no, one now? He's and available and they have him God on a wicked. I, you know what? While you're talking, I'm going to find out his uh, cap, uh, cap hit. Oh, his cap hit. Okay. All right. So just round it off. I'm just going to ream off uh, what I wrote down. So Brandon Hagel, 26 and 30 is impressive, but lately he's really found something special in his game. And he's currently on a five game point streak with five goals and four assists. And it's not all power play numbers either, as only six of those points come from the man advantage. So I think we should really start to count the players or at least create some sort of lists that Chicago should have kept as part of their rebuild. 
And it, honestly, it would be an interestingly strong list of players. Hagel is a big part of that. So he, last year, or was it last year? Yes. Yeah, it was because he got traded sort of halfway through, I think. He had 21 goals in 55 games for Toronto just one season ago. Or for Toronto, for Chicago. Jesus, I'm all over the map today. He is not a player. If you're going to rebuild, he is so a player you rebuild with. Oh my Same God. thing with DeBrincat. Like Chicago, if, uh, Chicago fans, you got to be really pissed off that they went all in for one player, essentially giving up on like what, five players? I think at one point, I, I swear, I'm going to come up with this list. There's probably at least five players that they should have kept as part of their fucking rebuild that they claim they're on. Because this is stupid. Some of the players are just like way too good to have ever even considered letting go. Brandon Hagel, huge reason for that. And he is just loving things out there in Tampa Bay. And rightfully so. He's playing with great players, but he's also doing it with secondary scorers. So he's everywhere. He's part of, he's part of everything in Tampa, and it's awesome. You know what? I'm not sure if I should tell you what I'm about to tell you, because I think you're about to blow your top off after everything oh, you shit. just said about this guy. But, yeah. but here we go, right? So going back to the whole, like, Chicago should have kept him. You have a dual eligible uh, uh, positional player no. as a left and right wing. He's He can play left or right wing. Marty, here's the best part. Okay. 24 years old. Okay. Like Tampa Bay goes and gets a piece that they can oh deal with God, for the next like, four or five years if they want. God. Okay. Hold on. Is, is everybody holding their shorts, hats, whatever they need to? Because this is sickening. Yeah. What's going to happen? 26 points in 30 games. Am I correct mm -hmm. in that? Yes, you are. The Tampa Bay Lightning are paying this player $1.5 million oh. per oh my God. year. And here, here it gets better. Not only for this year, he is only costing them $1.5 the following year in 23-24. And just in case it couldn't get better for the Tampa Bay Lightning... He is a restricted, oh, restricted? free agent, no i.e. Tampa. All they have to do is give him a qualifying offer to keep his rights oh, and they can kind of keep talking to him the year. whole bit. Yeah, dude, I don't ah. like on and 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 I, I again, I remember when everybody was like, my God, would you give two first rounders for? Well, I don't know. Last time I checked. The Tampa Bay Lightning have been at the top five in the NHL for like, I don't know, the past five to six years. And I don't see that changing very much. So it's going to be like a pick within like picks 27, 28, 29, 30, or up to 32. It's going to be in that realm. So, okay, like I'll give you the first round pick, end of the first round. Thanks for this guy. Like, like are, are you kidding seeing, me? Are we seeing a team that is about to go from perennial Stanley Cup favorite to their biggest drop-off being perennial playoff until eventually they climb back up into the perennial Stanley Cup favorite again because that's what I'm I know. seeing it's here. Like, I think I'm seeing it's like they're keeping the it's like they're keeping the machine going yeah I mean because there's nothing because to slow listen, them down well listen we, we were just talking about Hedman and yeah certainly having a tough year and definitely nowhere near where we would expect him to be production wise in fantasy right but dude Sergachev, like this guy's starting to take over, man. And we talked yep. about this about three or four weeks ago. And I think one of us had Sergachev as a beauty or whatever the case was. And that's exactly what we mentioned. L listen, not taking anything away from Hedman, super player, elite defenseman. When you combine 
the fact that he's older, when you combine the fact that he's got more miles on him, especially over the last three playoff years where they have gone deep finals every year, won yeah. it twice. So, I mean, it like at some point, the pendulum is going to swing in Sergeyev's favor. If yes. not just because of that, because of what they just paid this kid. And if I'm not mistaken, they paid him $8 million per for eight years, totaling $64 yeah. million. They're, yeah. they're, listen, I'm sure they're happy with the production they've seen from Sergeyev over the years when Hedman was your guy. But it certainly seems to me, and... I'm an expert on the friggin' topic. I got both of them on my <laughs> on my on my friggin' fantasy team. Yeah. And and listen, Sergeyev is having is Sergeyev is having a year that nobody expected because there's no way I thought this kid was going to be doing what he's doing right now. Listen, can he be productive? Absolutely. I mean, he's been taken in in fantasy drafts everywhere for the yeah. past few years. But what he's doing this year, and compared to what uh, the struggles that uh, Hedman is going through right now. You have to ask yourself, like, has it has the change started a little bit? I, I'm not saying I'm not sitting here saying that everybody, oh my God, Hedman's going to retire at the end of the year. But I'm sitting <laughs> no. here, but I am sitting here saying, like, I mean, if the numbers continue here and over the next month, month and a half, I mean, you're getting real deep here into a season. Like I can understand hot starts, but I think that we're a little bit. Yeah, past you're it. right. We're definitely past it. And it, the thing with uh, with Hedman too is that he's only I, I say only. I know he feels older, but he's only 32. Um, oh, it's, it's it's weird. Like there's a, there's a, there's quite a few players actually. How old how old do you think Stamkos is? Because I feel Stamkos well, Stamkos is I want to say well, around Stammer's 32. Stammer no, is 32 years oh, old. 32. Okay, so he's the same age. So there's there's enough on this team between veteran leadership uh, and then like great young talent for there to be a handoff while they're still successful, while they're still pushing for the cup every single year. Um, Basilevsky himself too. He's not that old either. Um, like this team isn't going anywhere. And, and it's weird because for some reason leading up into this year, I was starting to feel like Tampa was starting to feel old. And I think I'm, I'm starting to realize now it's not that they're old. It's that this is just what you come to expect from Tampa Bay every single year. They're supposed to be one of the best. And it's been going on for so long. Like this, I know they haven't won as many cups as a, as a as traditional dynasty would be. But there's something about this team that does, to a degree, have dynasty feel to it. Because they're always in contention every single year. Like I said, it's been for so long. Like, how long has Eisenman been gone? Um, Eisenman's been so, gone out of well, Tampa. Three years for, now, I think. Okay. Three to four years now. Because he and did take were... a little time with his family in between, so. Oh, okay. He, he, so, he didn't go uh, right over to Detroit, right? And and there was there was a period where Tampa wasn't necessarily like they were still rebuilding. That was Stamkos's or uh, that was uh, Eisenman's early years, and eventually he got them on the right track. I want to say he was there for some the beginning of portions of that, probably about two years in. And if you got three years away, four or five, like you're looking at about seven years ish, give or take, where this team has been consistently one of the best teams and and in the conversation for a Stanley Cup. So that doesn't look like it's going any away anytime soon, with all their players still short up for a very long time. Their young players coming up and actually over becoming exactly probably who they thought they were, but just maybe a little quicker than they expected them. 
Like I, I can see Hagel eventually becoming the owner of this team. He's like, what did you say? He was 24. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. know what, Marty, now that you, the fact that you mentioned the uh, ages uh, a little while ago, or sorry, the fact that, you know, a lot of people are thinking that Tampa Bay's maybe a little older. I'm going to really hammer home your point that, you know, they're kind of really transitioning nicely here. Yes, you've got guys like Kucherov at 29. Braden Point is 20, only 26. Yeah, that still I mean, makes me laugh. That feels listen, weird. Well, just listen to some of these names. Listen to the age and the talent that these players provide. So Braden Point, like I said, 26 years old. Like he's got a lot of, as long as he can stay healthy, he's yeah. got a lot of a lot of tread left on that tire. Uh, Anthony Sorelli, we haven't really said a lot about him this year. He yeah. was injured for the better part of the start of the year. 25 years old. This guy is a defensive stalwart. So this isn't just some chump guy. Like this yeah. is a guy that you can put against other people's top scores in the playoffs and he can neutralize them. So we're talking yeah. about a, one hell of a player going down the list. They go out and get Nick, uh, Nick Paul from Ottawa, yeah, sign him to a right. th- 3.1 I, again. Not saying that these guys are scoring you 70 points, but serviceable, serviceable player. Yeah. Um, yeah, going absolutely. down the continue to go down the list. We talked about him already. Brandon Hagel, 24. Colton Ross, 26 years old. Again, just a serviceable guy. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay doesn't need him to score 50, 60 points. He just needs to go in there, not make any mistakes, get yeah. the job done. Play his game. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Defense. Sergachev, 24. Eric yeah. Chernak, 25 years old. Cal Foot, 24. Um, I, I haven't really delved into this player a lot, but I've certainly heard his name a lot. Nick Perbix, uh, out there in, in Tampa Bay, 24 yeah. years old. And I mean, just as an extra, K, uh, Hayden Fleury, 26 years old. Like, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning have some wily veteran players. Stamkos, uh you know, you've got Corey Perry, you got Perry. some, some older yeah. guy, you've got uh, uh, Hedman falls in there at 32, but this team is quietly transitioning, you know, and, yeah. and, and I'm kind of saying this and looking at this on the fly folks, like this isn't something like, you know, I was really privy to, I mean, it's all right there for us to, to see. I just haven't delved into it. So, you know, looking at this now and taking a really deep look here, as you were kind of going over it, Marty, this is a team that's starting to transition quite nicely. And on top of that, like I said, some of these dollar figures that they've got for the, I mean, yeah. they, they've got Nick Paul for another, if I'm not mistaken, they have him for another six years at 3.15. So dude, you're, you're not even close to $4 million player and he's yeah. locked in for the next like five, six years. Yeah. So anyway, like again, we, we could, we could hammer it home all day. The Tampa Bay lightning are showing you how to run uh, an organization. Yep. Uh, and again, know, I, for, it's not that I, it's not that I, I want to put them in the same category as the dynasties of like your Montreal Canadians or even your Boston Bruins or whoever it is you but want. But you kind of can, Marty. You kind of can, especially with the way the league is today. That's what, and, and that's kind of where I'm at. I think the the term dynasty is different with Tampa Bay in this case because it is a dynasty because they're always in the conversation. There's not many teams that can say that they've been in the conversation for Stanley Cup contender for as long as they have. And like you said, the way they're transitioning into staying relevant to that conversation is seamless. There's no drop-off. This team will continue to produce. And the flexibility financially that they're about to have because of these great contracts for these great players and the fact that the cap is going to increase over the next two years, I think it is, or three years, 
whatever it is, they're they're so ready to make another two, three, four mm-hmm. big splashes, trades, whatever. Like imagine right now, like if they wanted to, you know what, Hedman, it ain't working out. You're still 32, still very a lot of value to him. You can go out and shop that around and get a couple more younger pieces or do that in a couple of years from now. It doesn't matter. It would still translate to success. No matter how you look at it, this team is built for success and longevity. So I don't see them leaving this conversation anytime soon at all. And it all starts with Braden Hagel being on my beauty. <laughs> he is definitely a beauty. I I, I think we exhausted the Brandon Hagel and Tampa Bay Lightning no, today. There's no no. Substitute. Okay, let's okay let's move on. We're moving on. <laughs> okay, Drake Batherson. Now he's two oh. points shy of a point. Of, I know, I know. Ever since I picked him up, you're welcome, Drake Batherson. But anyways, he's two points shy of a point <laughs> a game with 29 and 31. But more importantly, he has really woken up as of late with 13 points in his last nine. Yeah, there's been some juggling in the top Ottawa lines and probably has something to do with his recent his recent surge. Uh, but don't forget, Batherson was exactly this type of player last season before an injury took him out of the game. I still have full confidence that at some point, his ability will put him as the top scorer in Ottawa. I like Kachuk's got a bit of a hold on that right now. Like the way he's playing, it's kind of lights out. He's he's his consistency is really refreshing. You can see him being the leader of this team for many years to come. But I do still believe Batherson has the talent to be that kind of player as well. So it's a nice problem to have where you've got two players who play different styles of games, but they actually both end up with the same types of results. Uh, right now, Kachuk has a bit of a leg up on that, but. Don't sleep on Batherson, especially not right now. He's been lights out lately, and it. I, I I think it just. I don't know if it's Ottawa's deciding to suddenly listen to DJ Smith. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe just things are they just needed time, and they're going to click all at the right time, and they're going to start going in the right direction, continue to go in this direction. Who knows? Maybe they'll land exactly where they are. It doesn't matter. The players are, some of the players are starting to respond better. And Batherson is definitely one of those players. Two points away from a point a game uh, about a week and a half ago. He was a lot further than that. I want to say about six or seven points behind a point a game. So pick him up. Drake Batherson, we all know how I feel about this guy. I can't wait to see what his ceiling is. I mean, is this an 80, yeah. 85 point, 90 point guy? Is Can this guy push 95? I don't know, but he certainly has the talent to get it done. Yeah. I, I can't I can't wait to see. And and I feel like for one reason the, the Ottawa Senators tease you. Like, <laughs> you know, just when you think this guy's gonna pop off, he gets injured. I think there was a goalie who uh what was it, Aaron Dell, I think, yeah. uh tripped tripped him and he had that injury. So that yeah. kind of s- stunted things, and I think Somewhere he was on there, a, a yeah. bit of a heater there. Um, you know, you expected him to go on a bit of a heater, and he kind of is right now uh, yeah. uh, uh, for the year. Um, with Ottawa kind of, you know, puttering along, you got to wonder, like, you know, could this guy be, you know, closer to like a 40 points in 31 games? Or like, wh- where where could we get here? So it, it, it'll it be interesting to see where it all shakes down with Batherson once everything is just kind of running like a well-oiled machine here with Ottawa. And you hope that's sure. coming. You yeah. hope that's coming because again like you said 29 and 31 like he's right there now and like there it yeah. hasn't exactly gone smooth so once exactly. things really start to click like how's this gonna go so it'll it, be fun it, for it'll Ottawa be fun, fun for their fans but Drake Batherson I do expect him to be at that point of game if not above by the by season's oh, yeah. end so uh there's just too much talent on that team and he's carrying most of that too so um so yeah pick him up 
Uh, move right along. Miko Rantanen now. He's got eight goals in his last 10 games. So if it wasn't for the fact that McDavid's scoring wherever the hell he wants, which is a whole other thing. That's a whole other show right there. Um, but I think we'd be talking about how good this season for Miko is really right now. Uh, 21 goals in 29 games. It's supposed to be absurd. Uh, especially for a guy whose career high is 36 from just last year. So does he pass that this season? I think so. And really the only question at this point is by how much, because he's just, he's kind of like in a, again, he's not necessarily like he's, it's not flashy. It's not highlight reels all the time, but he's just, it's so consistent. Like 21 in 29 games. That's a lot of goals. That is a lot of goals, but it, it, there's there's not much fanfare for it outside of Colorado and right now, um, just because McDavid is disgusting right now with the way he's scoring his goals and with a couple of the other stories. So there's not, and I think one of the bigger stories in Colorado, unfortunately, right now is how injured they are and how much they've mm. fallen in the standings. But don't forget, Miko Rantanen is basically right now carrying this team through this little slump of theirs uh, with consistent goal scoring. So he's he's definitely somebody that if you're not looking at i don't know what's wrong with you because this this guy is this guy's impressive anytime you can go and score eight goals in 10 games there should be more conversation about you well i, I love first of all let me just say i love the fact that you're talking about him he's on my fantasy team <laughs> Lo- loving loving the man they call the big moose out there in colorado big moose listen Yes, he's getting prime opportunities uh, with all the injuries and, and so on and so forth, granted. And yes, there's a lot more ink spilled when it comes to the Makars, when it comes to Landeskog as the captain, when it comes to McKinnon. So even on his own squad, um, he, he, he's not a secondary scorer. I'm not. Uh, no. He's a prime. He's a primary scorer. Yeah. But he's that he's in that second tier that you kind of think about just because, you know, like when McKinnon's going, like we all know what he's the wheels, just like the, the hands. I mean, McCarr <laughs> kind of the same thing. Like, I mean, when have we seen a defenseman like this before? Yeah. But and, and I'm going to pull the name out of the hat from a little ways back here. And I don't know why I continuously think about this guy, but I remember way back uh, when we first started with the league. Um, a player by the name of Ole Jokinen that your oh. that your that your brother had for a number of years, and he he will always stick out uh, in my mind. And Miko kind of maybe to a lesser extent than than Jokinen. Jokinen was that guy way back that would score you eighty points, bang lock almost every year, yeah, bang bang exactly. bang bang. Like he was the type of guy that wasn't a first round pick maybe not even a second rounder like there was always a whole whack of players above him but just you you could depend on 80 oh easy 80 80 and i i kind of find and like i said on a little bit of a lesser extent that Rantan's kind of the same thing now I'm sure there's some people that are going to say, what the fuck are you talking about, Mike? This is a guy who scored like, this is a guy who scored 96 points in a year. But what I'm saying again, guys, is, you know, on his own team, it doesn't even seem to, he doesn't seem to get the, the recognition almost, if you will. So yeah. I kind of, I kind of think with what's been going on in Colorado, um, for people like you and me, Marty, and, and people who like, you know, really, uh, are, are into the uh, the game of hockey. Like, we've known this already. This isn't a surprise about Ranton. And we've known it. We've seen it. Um, he's yeah. put up the numbers. Uh, but, you know, for people who aren't familiar with it, like, th- th- this is that type of guy where he just, you know, 
teams will teams will 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 um, defend against a guy like a McCarr or or, or a McKinnon. They'll go to and sleep on Brandon, th- and that's when he claps. bang bang yeah. on. That's exactly yeah. where I'm going. Like th- these types of guys just feast on you, right? Like you're yeah. just you, you're so busy with these other guys that you, they just feast on you. But he, he, anyway, I mean, long winded to say that. I mean, this guy's getting getting his is just desserts. He's getting he's, the. He's uh, doing. He's doing what he needs to do on for a team that desperately needs it. Uh, they've got other players that could potentially step up, but I think it, it's really his. This is his moment to step up. Yeah. There's too many bigger, bigger. There's too many big names involved. Like if he were to go down, this team would be completely depleted and forget about it. So they're really holding on to their last threat, which is Miko Ranton. It's not to suggest that, like you said, that he doesn't deserve the same kind of um, attention as the other guys do, but the other guys tend to get it because McCarr's a defense. And, and, and rightfully so, so. Like, I mean, you can't yeah, yeah. sit there and say, oh, well, it really shouldn't be that way. Like, these are great. The, the team's stacked. I mean, yeah. the team's stacked in regards to top-end talent. I don't want to say yeah. the team's necessarily stacked top to bottom, but whenever you're talking about <laughs> elite talent, the, the, this yeah. team's got it in spades Absolutely. when they're healthy. And 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 like you said, I mean, it it's it's an opportunity because there just isn't these guys to talk about. Yes, McCarr's still in the back end, but he, I mean, he's your top centerman right now, so he's yeah. getting all he's getting all the love, and 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 rightfully so he should. Uh, and I mean, like. I mean, on top of the season that he's having, right? Like you've gone already gone over the numbers, twenty-one goals so far. Like for him, it's like he's shooting the lights out right now. Man, just give him the puck, let him do whatever he wants. <laughs> Pretty much, some guy, a guy you don't want to give the puck oh. to. I be, I believe would be your beast, though. Oh my god, <laughs> this Sorry, guy. Bud. Oh, this guy is really. I've had it with him. So my beast is Darnell Nurse. Giveaways followed by I got to be better interviews are pretty much a norm now. Like, honestly, this insertion, I just to be clear, this insertion is brought to you by one Jordan Greenway who said, and I quote, you make nine million and I and don't do shit. And it couldn't be more right. I honestly I had no choice but to take a step back. because Usually I'll, I'll actually stand up for Darnell. I do. Sorry. I did like him. <laughs> and I and I do think there's still value to him. I just don't think it's an Edmonton anymore. And honestly, he's had a really shitty year. So we can have a closer look. We can say that at some point, you know, his numbers are actually pretty good. I think he's somewhere in the realms of 17 points in 32 games. That doesn't sound terrible. There's nothing terrible about that. But we all know it's his giveaways that he's he's a defensive liability and supposed to be one of the best defensemen on a team that that's why they signed him for as long as they did. They were trying to shore up. Their, def- their defense with a guy who was going to do a little bit of everything for them. And that was him at one point. I just, you know how there's sometimes there's players who come out and they, they, they start their careers and holy geez, like this, this is, you know, the hype that followed him. This is, this is yep. real. This is the real deal. You got a year, two, three, maybe sometimes even four seasons in where you're like, yep, this guy's the real deal. And that's why I kept defending a player like Darnell Nurse, but I'm done. Because I haven't seen him be the reason why we have won anything in his career as Edmonton. But that was quietly not an issue for me. At the most case, I still saw value in his game. And there is. Like, listen, it's not the sky's falling kind of situation here. There's still value in his game. 
But at this point, I've seen him be a huge disappointment more than I've seen him be a huge step in the right direction. So that's why I'm saying, like, I think it, I think we're done with with the years of Darnell Nurse. Now I know he's not going anywhere. Uh, the money's too big, uh, the contract's too long, and this team, at the end of the day, can still hold on to hope that he will turn his game around. This is just a bad year or something, and he's not the only one. Bouchard had a terrible run uh, these last few games. He, they both of them have basically been the reason why this team has been in a bit of a downward spiral. I don't even say spiral because it hasn't been that bad, but it hasn't been great either. Like he's got one goal, one assist his last seven games. He's not doing anything, and he's got those two terrible giveaways, back-to-back -back nights, where they've literally lost because of those giveaways. So, Darnell, I don't know. I'm just, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like if you've got him on a fantasy team, it's time to pull the plug. It's time to give up on him. He's not going to bring much way, uh, much. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that McDavid was on his team, I don't think anyone would even draft him. So it, again, just riding the coattails of other people. I don't think Darnell is that good of a defenseman, that good of a player that he warrants a pick solely on his own play. He needs somebody around him or there's nothing. Is it a, you know, huge contrary to that is somebody like Kyle McCarr, uh, where he doesn't need anybody around him. He could be that great player. And as a fantasy manager, everything's fine. But Darnell, I don't know, man. Feeny. Well, I, Feeny. Well, the thing, the thing for Darnell, I mean, yes. Like, let's just, like you said, I mean, brutal giveaways, costing games, like the whole nine yards. I get it. I think the thing that really is a weight in this whole situation is the fact at the amount of money that he's making oh, nine? This this is one of those situations where because of the money. Okay, let's just go back to whenever Edmonton signed him. You were signing him because what you had seen up to that point, and what I had seen up to that point, was the progression of what could potentially be, you know, kind of a little bit of a a, a nasty number one defenseman with a little bit of snarl, able to you know kind of rough and tumble. You want to come around the net, he's going to chop you. Like there was a little bit of rough and grumble to his game, and of course he had. Uh, again, with with your dry sidles, with your McDavid's, you know the the offense can can come if you will in, in with a defenseman who's maybe not known for that, so to speak. Uh, I mean, you know, I, when he was making up his way up in junior, I don't think you know Darnell Nurse was seen as this huge offensive dynamo. But when you're playing with these players, that can come. I just I think right now that 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 contract is weighing things so down so much right now. Like, yes, he's made some pretty horrible mistakes. 17 points in 32 games, like you mentioned, is not horrible, but it's just when you attach that money and it just keeps going oh, yeah. back and back and back to the money. You know, he, the kids signed the contract, they gave him the money yeah. So, so to a certain extent, both parties are kind of at fault here. You know, like Darnell does need to play better. And end of story. End like of that, story. that's that, that that just is. And the team thought back when they signed him that he was going to turn out into something that he still has not gotten to yet. I don't know if he's ever going to get there, but they get they better hope so. They better hope so. And he's also tech just to be technical about it all yes his cap hit is 9.25 he's technically being paid he got paid like he had 12 million this year 12 million to play the way he's playing 
Like, I, I, it's fine just to come out and, and acknowledge accountability. Good, good for you. Fucking change. Like, I don't know what you got to do. You're playing with some of the best players in the world, legitimately some of the best players in the world. And you're playing like this. Either you can't keep up or you're not that good a player, which probably still spells that you can't keep up. So one way or another, you can't keep up and you shouldn't be there. Uh, Tyson Berry is starting to turn it around a little bit more. I yeah, feel like he's he not, needs, yeah, he's he been deserves playing a little real bit more well. ice time. Uh, I, you know, swap it out a little bit there and play the hot hand because he's actually turned his season around. Whereas Darnell's just seems to be going in the exact opposite direction. And I think he's taking Bouchard with him because Bouchard has been a bit of a stinker lately too, where he was actually more, way more consistent and one of the lone bright spots on defense for us most of the season. Um, but lately, both of those guys, man, go shit in someone else's bed. I'm sick of it. Well, I mean, as an Oilers fan, I'm sure it's been pretty tough here over the last little it's while. A bad here. year. It, well, yeah, I mean, defensive. I mean, you know, we're we're, we're kind of, it's kind of the same old story, right? Like, I mean, it's that it's that yeah. defensive game that that they still need to. It, they they have to play above average. They have to play above average defense. Like, I mean, you're starting yeah. to kind of get now some of the some of the goaltending. Like Campbell, it just hasn't worked out so far whatsoever. But at least you got Skinner. No. He is giving yeah. you some hope that way like they're resigned to three years too so that's good so so i mean you know you're solidifying the position to a certain extent you just gotta hope that campbell kind of finds it but yeah. man like i i don't know man like we'll we will we will see the rubber hit the road at some point like are, are they gonna keep like going record, the way though. like come on it, it is it is dude like i mean oh. i like, you know what I mean? I, I'm on a different whole plane here with my Habs. Like, you know what I mean? It's yes, all kind of gravy. Yeah. But for you guys, like, it's you. just it's just so tough right now. Like, if it isn't the goaltending, it's the defense. Like, you've got yeah. the scoring down pat and have, have since Not a problem. McDav McDavid put an Oilers jersey on. But it's yeah. just, uh, anyway. I mean, we got we, we've secondary been... scoring, a huge problem for us last year. We got McDavid deciding, you know what, I'm going to be the best scorer in the league this year. And then you got Drysdale doing his normal thing. So you've got all those problems taken care of but like you said all of a sudden now oh my god all of a sudden our defense which we knew like we we should have gone out and gotten a, a, a stronger defensive hold on things but we kind of figured we were taking care of that with jack campbell i guess we didn't have a backup plan uh I, maybe our current backup plan is skinner but it doesn't seem to be enough either um you kind of need both of your goalies to be Whew, like imagine if Campbell could actually play the way Campbell we've seen him play. Imagine that was happening right now. And Skinner was just playing the way he's currently playing, but as a backup, like we would be in a, a much better position if we have better goaltending. I, I would like to go out and do something on defense, but I don't think that makes, I think that's harder to achieve. Oh um, yeah. You're going to pay premium for it. So absolutely. It, yeah. it, it's it's going to deplete assets elsewhere. The way we kind of tried to clean up last year, which was to go out and get more offense, I can see them doing that again this year. Uh, at early early stage of the season, there were rumors of Patrick Kane going over out there, which would be, oh my God, that would be amazing. But would it? Would it be enough? Mm. Like, What would going out and getting more offense really do? You're already one of the best offensive teams in the league. So instead of... shore up you know, that D. Yeah, instead of trying to stop more pucks, you're going to try and score more goals. I don't know. I just think that leaves you open for more goals too. So you're not really doing yourself any good. He's the he's uh, Kane is currently a minus twenty two. Do you really want to bring that over? 
Like I, I understand it's Chicago. It's different, but is it <laughs> like the their one... defense suck? So does ours. Their goaltending suck. So does ours. So how much better are you really going to get? Very generalistic comment, but if I'm the Edmonton Oilers and we talked about this last year and we couldn't understand why they were holding on to that first rounder so badly, but if I'm yeah. the Edmonton Oilers, I am letting every last team at all other 31 teams know my first rounder is available. Like yeah. you, you this, Mar, Mar, Marty, uh, whether, whether he wants to give up, whether he wants to give up that first rounder or not is irrelevant. Yeah. Dude, you, you sure. have all, all, all I'm going to say to you is this McDavid dry It like it's now dude, like it, it's not two it years from now. It, it, it's five years. It, exactly. Like it was oh. now yesterday. Go all in. <laughs> Like, Do it. You, Go all yeah. in. And and the thing of it is, Marty, is look, they're not going to get exactly what they want with that first rounder. But Marty, no. you need something. That that team needs something. And look, I, I'm not saying go out and get some, uh, you know, an up and comer with a first. No, 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 no. Like, m- make some get sense here with the first. Make some exactly. Yeah. But you may have like to take it, something that's I a known, little bit of a lower tier. Imagine? Imagine if, if had they been aggressive with someone like Brett Burns. Imagine they would have gone out and gotten somebody like that instead. I think even that though, would have been a. Even though he's more offensive driven, you have a guy that's been in the league for so long. He knows how he to knows play how to do the, it. Def- he knows how to play the yeah. defensive game. He can give you that. De- he's a quarterback, right? He, that's what I mean. Like well, he's a, he knows he can run. He can run that team defensively. Exactly. He can say no, no. Like I'm gonna, I'm I'm the one who's gonna go in and I'm gonna take the chance. You're gonna stay back, and Darnell will go okay, and then get back there because Darnell's he can play defense when he wants, when he's got no pressure on him, and offensively all the pressure's on Burns. I'm just saying, I'm not saying he's the perfect fit. I'm just saying, had I, I don't know, I I would have liked to have seen something on defense. Again, I think they just hoped that Campbell was gonna be the this god in nets that he he has shown flashes of, but never really been that consistent guy, but. I understood the the signing. I still do to this day. I still think there's time for him to figure out. It probably won't be this year, but I do still think he figures it out and he does become that great goaltender for us. But it doesn't take away from the fact that you still need better defense. Like no matter how you slice it, you got to do something on D. So just either go out and someone who only plays the defense or go out and get somebody who can play better offense and leave whatever you've got further back so they're not a liability. That's this oily Habs segment brought to you by Marty yeah. Lafayette. <laughs> yeah, it's <interesting. laughs> sorry. <laughs> and, and, All right, and, and we'll ha- and we'll have to edit out that last name. Sorry about that. Anyway, moving oh, I on. I don't care. Mo- moving on. Okay, so we got. I'm gonna rip through these here. Why? Because we got it. We got a timed episode. No, just kidding. We do oh, not have a timed episode, <laughs> but I will go okay. through these guys at a pretty good clip. So my first beauty this week is Vinny Trocek. So you got a 5'10", 183-pound, yeah. 29-year-old guy, 32 games played, 10 goals, 13 assists for 23 points, minus 6. He's playing 20, uh, 20 minutes and 8 seconds of time on ice per night. So listen, the numbers don't like jump off the page and wow you. But if you look a little bit closer, this might be the type of guy that a lot of people are looking for come mid-season, especially in our league. I know yeah. I will be keeping an eye on him. And here's here's one of the reasons why. Big well, there's actually three to be honest with you. And those reasons are one, his time on ice, which is twenty oh eight, or sorry, twenty minutes and eight seconds. That's better said there. His shot total, <laughs> his shot total, he's got a hundred shots in in the thirty two games. 
Uh, and lastly, his face-off winning percentage of 56.6. Oh, wow. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, well, what the fuck does this have anything to do with anything, Mike? Well, I'm <laughs> no. about to tell you. All right. If the, first, and, first and foremost, as the year goes on, if you're a guy who can actually be a 56.6% guy at the face-off dot, you're going to get some opportunity. Like yeah, you're, you're, you're going to you're going to play <laughs> again. I go back to the shot total at, at, at the very least, you have a guy who is putting a puck on net. There are guys in the league that are distributors. So you, the only production that you tend to get from them or the big part of their production is apples. So you're kind of leaning on others to get those players, their points. Whereas a guy like Trocek, Kind of nice and even, Steven. 10 goals, 13 assists. But I, I, I've always preferred a guy in my fantasy, in my fantasy teams, someone who's going to shoot. Because I want a guy that's going to be able to kind of get some of those points on it. Like, he's the guy. Like, yeah. you know, goal scored by Trocek, assisted by Lafreniere. Like, Lafreniere and Kako are hoping that somebody can put the net, puck in the net for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. In, this partic- yeah. in this particular case. Yeah. So... Yes, it's taken him a little bit of time. You know, at the end of the day, this guy did go to a new team in the offseason. So, you know, we maybe are used to seeing him a little bit closer to a point per game. But I could see him really start, you know, the ball really start rolling for him. He's been acclimatized now to his new team, new city, new teammates, the whole nine yards. You know, he's playing a lot, getting a, obviously he's got the trust of the coaching staff. He's playing over 20 minutes a game. Um, yeah. You know the plus minus. I don't think little... it's. I don't think it's a coincidence that New York Rangers have started to play a lot better offensively, and his numbers are going up as well. Oh, absolutely. I he, I think that they go hand in hand. Because he's that secondary guy, right? He's this like that's you know why he you, you know exactly. what you, you know what you're getting with Panarin. You know what what you're going to get yeah. with um, Zabinajad. Uh, you know what yeah. you're going to get with Fox. Kreider. The guy's going to probably put up thirty five yeah. exactly. This is where Trocheck kind of comes in, yep. and dude, like he he's got a he, he's got a a, a decent uh, uh, you, can, you can draw you, decent track record. You can certainly draw from that track record in regards to his production. So for I mean, sure, this is the, this is a guy I think that's in a really good spot. And like I say, they maybe are aren't the the reasons that a lot of people would think of, but I mean, like again, he's over twenty minutes. He shoots a fair bit, and yeah. he's good on the faceoff dot. Like. You're the coach is not going to put you out there if you're forty percent of the faceoff dot as opposed to fifty seven. So put you out more. That's th- for sure. th- there, there are there are just more opportunities that sh- will present present itself to Trocheck, and also just the fact that uh, look at the, some of the players that he plays around. Like I mean, yeah. you're, you oh. you are you are getting that's starting to bleed into your game as well. So anyway, yeah. that's enough of any Trocheck. If you if you don't have him on your team, and if he, it, I have no idea why this guy would be available in daily fantasy, I have absolutely no reason why he'd be available. But if he is, you better get your hands on somebody Pounce. like that because oh my, like listen, and <laughs> you can you can choose when to put him in too. It's not like you got to put him in like we do for a full week. So you know, yeah. obviously somebody that you want in the lineup if you can get your hands on him. Another yep. guy that you might want to take a look at uh, is Philip Gustafson out in uh, Minnesota. Now, listen, uh, we all know that Flurry had a bit of a rough start to the year. Very, very slowly are things kind of coming around. He's finally got it. Flurry does. Finally has his goal against average under three. And his save percentage is 899. So we're getting to the 900 mark. But while all this has been going on, 
Gustafson, a 6'2", 184-pound goaltender, 24 years old. He's played 11 games. Uh, he's 6'4", and 1. But here's the real, the, 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 the bright star, if you will. 2.33 goals against average in a year that, as we know, Marty, it, the scoring's been up, been a little rough around yeah. goaltenders. Save percentage, 921. Excuse Man. me, Mr. Gustafson. Huge. Where in yeah. the hell are you coming from? But oh I mean, God. you know, listen, I, I think it was just a case more than anything else, Marty. Um, the Talbot trade where Minnesota got Gustafson, Talbot goes over to Ottawa. I actually think that's really worked out for for both. I mean, Gustafson yeah. j- just getting out for, out from Ottawa. You know, he was kind of supposed to be the goalie of the future, just never really panned out for whatever reason. Uh, goes over to Minnesota, has to spell, uh, you know, Flurry from time to time. And don't forget, yeah. Flurry's like what, like. 58 so so he needs a little time off every once in a while you know what i mean relax (laughs) okay my bad i was off a couple of years so gustinson's gonna spell him more than maybe your usual starting goaltender obviously going towards the playoffs minnesota sees themselves as a playoff team they're gonna want him rested so i could see gustinson getting some pretty decent games here like you could be seeing a backup goalie that's getting potentially 30 games here 28 29 30 games here so you know, yep. I mean, he obviously he's been a pleasant surprise for the wild given his play. And he's obvious again, he's being, being given opportunity uh, and, and in earnest, like, I mean, it was all kind of spotty in Ottawa. Like there's been a little yeah. while here where flurries had to kind of, you know, sit and just take it easy. I mean, they, they needed the win. So I think that this, this situation I think can unlock his potential. I mean, he's still only 24, Marty. So we know that these goaltenders really only start to grasp it right around now at the earliest. You know, you're looking at 26. I mean, even a Shesterkin, a Sorokin, uh, these guys 25, 26, 27 when they even came over here uh, from the KHL. So you know what? He's got lots of time. Things have been going really well for him this year. This is definitely that type of guy. Uh, Not so much with our league, Marty, because we're we're a bit more head-to-head uh, weekly mm-hmm. but this is certainly something where if you are in daily fantasy and you're looking for some nice spot starts in regards to goaltending i mean obviously keep an eye on the opponent for sure but this could be a a, a player or a goaltender that you're going to turn to here over the next little while uh, and especially in the second half of the season you might want to keep a closer eye on that just to see how many games he is uh getting yeah. as opposed to flurry i do see that you know I, I certainly see that kind of taking over a little bit in the second half just to give Fleury the rest that they need, knowing full well that they see themselves uh, as a playoff team. So yep. uh, if you have if, if you're in need of a goalie and you're you got some injuries, maybe you're in a spot like Joel is, you know, this is definitely somebody that you want to take a, uh, a look at for sure. Uh, a player yeah, for it- me. Oh, go I, ahead, Marty. I, Sorry. To, I, yeah. I was just going to say, actually, if you're a manager, a fantasy manager, and you're looking at a, and you're in the rebuilding mode, um, I can see him being someone because he's yep. of his age, his situation in Minnesota, where he's being mentored by Flurry, who only signed a two year contract. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's probably going to be gone in that second year, anyways. Um, so, he's actually what they're, what Minnesota is probably looking at for the future. I know they got a couple of goalies in their system, but I think he's not as bad a choice as any. So, again, if you are sort of rebuilding, He's a good goalie to maybe not start every week, but stash uh, for the for the end of the season and just sort of bank on him most likely becoming a number one goalie, at least for a little while in Minnesota. You know, that that's a really great point, Marty. I mean, you're talking about the couple of years that Fleury signed there. 
Fast forward a couple of years, you're looking at a 26-year-old goaltender in Gustafson now, and that could be right in that friggin' sweet spot that we're right talking about. That's so, right. So that's a really a good, good point, my man. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, this next player that I'm about to talk about, I I certainly can't believe that either one of us has not had this guy in a beauty uh, at all this year. And, I'm a little surprised, yeah. And, and I'm sorry, once I started looking at the numbers, I couldn't believe it. We're talking about oh. Dylan Cousins of the Buffalo Sabres. 6'3", 195, he's 21 years old, Marty, 31 games played, 11 goals, 20 assists for 31 points. Point per game, on a Sabres squad, he's a plus two, and keep in mind, 31 games played, 31 points, point per game player, and he's barely playing over 17 minutes on at time on ice. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, listen, super impressive. All the ink that's being spilled over Tage Thompson and even to a lesser extent Alex Tuck, and yep. and and, and uh, by extension uh, Rasmus Dahlin as well has had a great start to the year. Yeah, this guy is absolutely flying underneath the radar. Like yeah. we were just talking kind of about Miko Ranton, and this is a little bit of a you know different level, if you will, but same story. Yeah, player players all over the place getting all sorts of name recognition. This guy comes in as a, like, I'm sorry, I'm just so impressed with his age, the fact that he's actually a plus player on that club, and he's just barely over 17 minutes a game. That is impressive. And we've talked, and we've talked about this before, Marty, fast forward to the, you know, three years, this guy's playing over 20, like, what is he going to be doing? Yeah. And don't, actually, and, 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 and keeping in mind, like, uh, listen, I'm sure the kid has, uh, you know, uh, all the the gusto in the world. He knows he's good, but I mean, right now the guy in Buffalo is Tage Thompson. Like, yeah, that that it's is obvious. the guy. But yeah. I mean, he's just he's just come in, and he's actually a fairly decent uh, defensive player as well, which probably does go a long way in regards to him being given opportunities to be able to do what he's doing right now. I mean, Gren- uh, Don Granado was certainly trust the guy. I mean, the only reason I, uh, the to me, the only reason why he doesn't have more minutes than he does is, I mean, look at the, the Tage Thompson uh-huh. and Tuck. They're eating up that power play. Darlene yeah. eating up that power play. But listen, yeah. for anyone who's out there, if you're on a, if you have a rebuilding team and you you don't have this guy, this may be someone you may want to take a long look at. I'm not saying jump all over him per se. But I mean, listen, 21 years old, man, it's really, really impressive with what he's doing right now. I mean, I could keep saying the same thing over and over, but for his age, the time on ice that he's on, and he's just, he's getting the job done. And it's not like Buffalo is a, uh, is a world beater here. Like this kid is playing some great, great hockey. I mean, this is just seems to be like an, another star that's that's being added to this rebuilding uh, phase that the, that that the Sabers are going through. I mean, him, Darlene, Power. I mean, you know, yes, it's, he still hasn't hit his peak, but you got guys like Middlestad, uh, JJ Paterka, you know, and then you're throwing in um, Thompson and and Tuck on top. Like, there's something to really, really get excited about there in Buffalo, and it's about 100%. goddamn time because those yeah. fans have been dying been a while. dying for this a for while. a decade oh my god yeah yeah so 
So my last, my last player that I'm about to talk about, and I should have prefaced my beauties and beasts by saying I probably have 3.5 beauties and a 0.5 beast this week. And I'll tell you why. My beast is Ilias Sorokin. Now you're probably saying to yourself, geez, I, that's questionable, Mike. I mean, goals against average 2.49, 921 save percentage, two shutouts. Listen, as an owner of this player on my fantasy team, I will just come out and say it. I, I expected more at this point in regards to our point production for our particular league. Um, right. the, the numbers, not bad. I mean, 20 games played, he's 10 up, 10 down, and yeah. the peripheral numbers are there. But he has struggled of late. I mean, he's lost his last five games. He did yeah. come in to spell Varlamov. Uh, Varlamov has an injury, and I'm going to get into that in a second. Um, he did come in to spell him uh, last game. And here's where kind of it's only a .5 beast. That's kind of the worst of it. Here's the better part. Obviously, I spoke about the goals against average and the save percentage. Those are more than fine. You'd like to see maybe a little bit more of a 15 and 5 win loss record or something more along that that line. Yeah. But the nice part about what you got going on now is if Varlamov is out for any length of time. This guy, it's his net. Like there they oh, are yeah. it's a little bit of a platoon out there in in New York. I I mean as a Sorokin owner, I would love to see him play more of a more of a starter's role, like, a, a, you know, more of that kind of 60, 61, 62 games. But with Varlamov around, you've got a really good veteran there who has been quite successful in the league as well. So I can understand where they're coming from, but this could be where he really grabs the reins and does take that starter's role. I mean, obviously, you know, with such a great backup, he's going to get time. But yeah. this could be a situation where... You might want to take a real long look at Sorokin. You know, the Islanders aren't playing so bad. They're playing pretty good this year. Uh, you know, yep. they're, they hurt a little bit on the offensive side, but weirdly enough, that hasn't exactly seemed to be their biggest problem uh, this year. Yeah. But again, I know it's kind of a, it's a bit of a weird beast this week. He has struggled of late, but I think we all know that you got a pretty, there's, it's a pretty elite goaltender. If if the if the manager in your league just kind of isn't feeling it, or if he's maybe a little wishy wash on him, maybe maybe now's the time to kind of see if you can, you know, get him for. I wouldn't say I would say a slight discount, perhaps. I don't think you'd be able to get him for very cheap. But you may be able to get a slight discount on him. You might want to check in on him. Uh, but yeah. that's I mean, if that's anybody's my... willing to give up on him after just it's. It... You're not wrong. It's four games in December, and he's and he's shooting around to a 372 goals against and an 858 for that month. Whereas the previous two months he was at 933 and about a 220 goals against. So obviously this is not his month. Four games in, um, if you can somehow you know pluck him from somebody, if someone's willing to give up on him, uh, all the best to you because you deserve like he's going to win you some games. He's going to be fine. He's going to be absolutely, it's just a, a cold spell right now. I just wouldn't dress him right now until you saw a little bit more consistency because it is troubling. He's got four straight losses in a row. Uh, he was in the Vegas game for one shot against with one save. That's something. <laughs> That's six minutes worth of ice time. And he was stellar. 
but uh, you're going to need a little bit more than that to be convinced that he's back on the train. Mm. He will be fine. Um, but yeah, December is not his month. Like I said, 372 and 858, those are awful. It, it is pretty brutal. I mean, like I said, it, it was kind of a weird uh, beast for me this week because, yes, he had yeah. been kind of struggling he's late. A good goalie. But, but you know what he's got. Like, you just, you know what he's got, and it's just yeah. a matter of time, really. So, but yeah. hey, we all, he, they all go through the uh, rough patch at some point. I mean, our teams, our players, and the whole nine yards. So, hey, it's, we just, his, it, it, it's just his. <laughs> time right now it's his time to go yeah. through with so it. just pull the plug for a little bit but just keep him on the bench you'll be fine make sure you plug that back in soon <laughs> and that's and that. voila. that's the show uh, quick mention a uh, bit of hiatus hi- holiday hiatus for us we won't be here uh next week but we'll be there the following week so everything will be fine just relax pump the brakes a little bit take it's it, nice take to it easy. just take a little break everybody deserves a little break uh in that break um watch the uh, world junior championship because that's coming up and that is some exciting hockey um in fact there's a whole thing that's being done by the hockey podcast network uh around the ho- the whole tournament so uh check in on them check in on us during the tournament we, uh, something special might come out of that um and who knows uh it, it, <laughs> the the tournament itself will be valuable on its own never mind what i'm just talking about with the hockey podcast network and us uh the 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 tournament uh, Shane Wright, um, team captain, Bedard. baby, ass- team captain. Ass- uh, okay, there. Oh, really? Yeah, that's yes, oh, sir. Nice. Yes, sir. And I'm a- is is Bedard on the team? Did he make the cut? Are they going to put him in? Uh, you know what? I have- Jesus, to be Tough very call. honest with you, I haven't even Tough I haven't call. even kept a close eye I on it. Know. I I I know that uh, they announced the uh, the captain and the assistant captains the other day. Um, okay. but no, I, I have, I haven't checked in on the actual roster to be I, very honest with you. He might make it. Uh, I'll, I will chalk it up to my okay. Christmas shopping. <laughs> Been, busy. Been busy. A little bit. Been busy. Had to, I, well, you know, I got to get myself some gotta gifts, right? <laughs> I mean, others, That's sorry. When um, you make yourself happy. Jesus. We all feel it. I'm my happy Lord. for you. And I know also I say that knowing yes, full well sir. that my gift is coming too. So it's all good. Love it. <laughs> I'm trademarking that. I'm trademarking. Et voilà. Numéro 8. There you go, my man. Another one in the books. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you're interested in reaching out to us, you can email us at two guys, a league, and some guests at gmail.com. You can find our latest episodes at anchor.fm slash Or you can follow us on Twitter, where you can find all of our info. Our handle is at Tugalag. That's the number two, followed by G-A-L-A-G. Don't forget to like, follow, and share. Thanks for listening, and until next time.